the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Oh, yes, it is. And I'm actually on remote today. I'm on Zoom and working from home. And I have Karen Whiting here with us again today. It's such a treasure always to have Karen. She's a mom. She's a grandma. She's an author and a teacher. And if you want to hear more about her or learn more about her, go to karenwhiting.com. She has a mom quiz on there but yesterday uh, on our show we were talking about a just an unbelievable hurricane Karen that you experienced and you and your five children spent five hours in the upstairs closet you survived and you rebuilt your life on peace and we wanted to unpack peace today how can we discover peace even in the midst of a storm or after a storm welcome back Thanks for having me back. Yes, peace is important to us because we can get stressed out over little things, let alone the big things in life. But I think part of it is building up that relationship with Christ that if we've seen him bring us through one thing, then we can trust the next thing. Before I had hurricanes wiping us out so much and and having so much damage, I'd already survived three lightning strikes and a spontaneous fire in my home when the fuse box just simply went up in flames in Connecticut when I was living there. And through all that, and through all the little stresses with children, I saw God bring me through it. Didn't mean we didn't have damages, but he brought us through everything, and that made it easier to have peace no matter what hit us the next time. Were you, you said, I think you said over $90,000 in damage to your home in Florida. Did you go back to work or were you working at the time? How did you pay for all those? Did you have insurance? What happened? Yeah, we had very good insurance, which took care of things. And there were certain things because we had money in the bank. I'm really actually a mathematician before I ever started writing. So I was always big on having money for repairs or anything we needed. So we were able to dole out some money before we were getting money in and get things started very quickly. And that helped. And my husband's secretary was for herself checking up and then letting us know on any contractor that approached us, were they qualified, approved, and everything else. There's a lot of people that lose money because of sham people who come in and take their money and leave and do no repairs. And that's even more stressful when that happens. And thankfully, in our area where that happened to some of the people from the church, my children were in a scout program, my boys, and he was a general contractor that scout leader and he took them to these houses where they just donated their time and things and got people to help pay for the supplies for them to help them with their repairs it's amazing what god will do when we ask him and when we need him he is he always amazes me at how he shows up in times of trauma and crisis but you had to emotionally recover and and your children as well (laughs) what did peace look like for you in the days ahead Peace really was bonding together with other people that, you know, when I needed anything, like 
guys that worked for my husband showing up to help with the fence. We were outside with my son's little wagon that he had uh, won, actually, as a in a diaper derby. <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> that we were able to put all this debris in and go over. But somebody we had just met at church the week before that lived in apartments across from us showed up. It was like God sent an angel. We gave him a loaf of bread. My girls had baked bread before the hurricane came because when they said, what else can we do, I said, baked bread. So they baked four loaves of whole wheat bread. We gave him that. He helped all day, cleared the driveway so I could get the car out so my husband could get in when he got home. Never saw him again. His mm. his apartment was um, uh, what, condemned. He, he couldn't stay there. I don't know where he and his wife went, but God sent him when we needed him. And that's what I find in my life. God always sends the people that we need if we just trust him and ask him for that. And it's just amazing what happens. But, you know, every day as we were listening to the radio at night, what else crazy had happened to other people and getting together with people when we went to church to say, what can we do? We did get our power back four days later, but we had friends who didn't get power back for three or four months, and we were doing laundry for them because that was something we could do and sorting and, and having them pick it up and have take showers at our house. But people were coming and going, too, which also gave us peace just being with others who were in the same situation. I did go up to my mother-in-law's for a couple of days. When Jim got home, he had all these men who worked for him down in the Florida Keys come up and stay at our house for a couple of days before they had set up another place they could be. And they were uh, doing a lot. But I went up there, and it was so surreal because no one really understood what they thought they did. And I actually just wanted to get back home where I felt like I'm with the other people who know what's going on. And I had more peace there than I did when I was away during that time. Just because, you know, knowing other people get what's going on and get you does make a difference also and that you can pray with them knowing that you're going through the same thing. You know, I love, I hear so many good themes in this. I mean, even in a crisis, you were serving, you were giving with what you had, you were trusting God to provide for you, Com- the sense of community, all of that does add peace to our life. I Also, you had talked about that you immediately, the night of the hurricane, you began to read the book of Nehemiah. I think that's very impressive because most people, do they really stop and you've got water in your living room floor and read the book of Nehemiah. I I love that, Karen. Was the Bible already a foundational part of your life and you just knew to go to that book about rebuilding the wall? I I, I love it. Yes, we had always done devotions with our children as a family. We also had family meetings and discussed things, whether it was good or bad. And so it wasn't unusual for them to be ready for me to read the Bible in the evening, but we did a deeper study, I'd say, but, and it was very <laughs> different because when I was reading about the rubble, the kids all said, oh, we know what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> they could relate so well to Nehemiah at that time and realize that we're going through, and of course, we're seeing it in days for them, and but we're reading it in less days that they see us the process it takes time to rebuild and recover. And that helped a lot because we could talk about that and talk about how God knows it's going to take time, but he's going to be with us in that whole time. And my children even went to the tent city, not the baby, of course, and helped out doing games and helping the children while the parents were uh, being uh, 
meeting with social workers and everything else and helping them out because they had even more stress than we did. They, they didn't even have their homes left. That's incredible. You know, and I, I guess I didn't realize you were reading Nehemiah out loud to your children. And you said you had a range from age two to 15. What was your pattern of devotional? And, and did you just, you made it work for all the ages of the kids? I did. That's why I've since then done four different family devotional books. Three of them are still in print. One of them is on prayer, in fact. It's a 52 weekly devotions for family prayer, as well as this book, Growing a Peaceful Heart, where it helps the parents know, how do I have peace no matter what is happening in my life? And they were very accustomed to that. Now, we didn't just sit around. We often did something. You know, we'd play a game or we'd do something that would bridge us into the devotion of hands-on activities that then brought us into thinking about it. You know, whether we did a water lens in the beginning of Nehemiah, say, you would look through something and see that a water lens magnifies everything underneath it. And we had, they had done this at other times. So I was able to talk about that. And the first thing Nehemiah did was he sat down and cried. And I thought... That's what we usually do. We sit down and cry, and I said, but it magnifies our problem. Instead of sitting down, and right after that, Nehemiah turned and prayed. I said, if we skip the crying and we just go to prayer, we don't have our problems magnified. We can have more peace because we've gone right to the source of who's going to help us and give us that peace. You know, I want to talk about devotionals for a minute because I bet there's a mom listening right now that says, Oh, I can't imagine to, that my kids would sit still or that my kids would gather in the living room. They're on their phone or they're, you know, they're, they're distracted. What would you say to that mom? How can she uh, inspire her kids to want to do the devotional time? Well, make it active for them. You know, do start with an activity and then sit down and give them a little incentive. Our children, we would always say, if we don't do devotions, we don't have dessert. If we don't have enough time for the sweetness of God's word that's sweeter than honey in the honeycomb, we don't have time for any sweets in this family tonight. And that really gave them a little bit of incentive. A little bribery doesn't hurt. <laughs> but making it fun where you can dive in and do certain things and not just listen and have to talk and, and take turns letting the older ones read, too. I didn't always read all the words, nor did my husband. He just wasn't there that night, so I started on that one. And he, you know, slid right into it when he got back. But And, and make sure you make it an adventure. That you can say to them, some people say, but I don't know the Bible that well. You know what? You don't have to know it that well. Just be real. Say to your kids, you know what? I don't know the Bible that well, and we're going to have an adventure. We're going to go through it together. We're going to read different passages and talk about them, and we're going to have a good time with it. I mean, there was a time that we, this was really funny, but we had my husband, he decided he'd go in the bathroom and hold the doorknob and yell for help. And the kids couldn't open the door. And they're pulling as hard as they, you know, pushing as hard as they can to open. And he's pushing the other way. And he can't get out. They can't get in. And my son, James, <laughs> he's very bright. He went and got the key to the bathroom door because that was the one that went outside on the other door and unlocked the door and said, you can get out now, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And the oh, I love it. We did that well, devotion to talk about how sometimes we ask God for prayer and then we pull against yes. God trying to do it our own way and don't yes. let him help us. That is but so good. Oh, yes. Karen, yes. you always inspire me to be a better mother. You you inspire us to do devotionals with our kids. Go to KarenWhiting.com and take 
the mom quiz. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.